Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I have dry bars. Balls so dry. They explode like dust. Suck my balls. Suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry, I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That's what. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck my hairy butt hole. What is that? It's my balls. Not get it, Carmen. How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was. How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Sick Man Bears. Right here on HackerOnMe.Podbean.com, RatSaladReview.com, and YouTube. We, of course, are available on all of your music and download media outlets. That, of course, being you know Apple and Spotify and the Googles, the Statures. And uh, you can follow us on the Twitter and Instagram at uh, South Park. Pod. I'm just kidding. Suck my balls, Bob. That's how you can find us. South Park Pod, though, on Facebook. You can find us there. I, of course, am your host of the most. Who lives on the Northwest Coast. Your boy, MSG, Matthew Schaffer. I'm joined each and every week by my best friend who lives on the Southwest, not really a coast because there's no water where he's at unless you go down to the lake. Steve Jackson. What's happening, brother? Well, we're in for another delightful review here today. Yes. Suck my balls. Because, Ian, I have to ask you a question. Have you seen my big chocolate salty balls? Mmm, they're my favorite. Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. Have you seen my balls? They're big, round, and brown. You can stick that ball in your mouth. Everything my ball. Suck on my chocolate salty balls. Put them in your mouth. Put them in your mouth. And then he does this. He does his own little. Put them in your mouth. And suck them, suck them, suck them. So, yes, it's a Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls. Season two, episode nine, right here on this fabulous day of uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Maybe it's day or night. However, we can bring you a little joy. I hope that this episode can bring you some joy because it brought us some joy now mm-hmm. this episode debuted on august 19th 1998 it was of course as we mentioned the ninth episode of the second season of the american anime television series our favorite show the show you probably like if you're watching listening to this review south park 
<laughs> now, in this episode, the Sundance Film Festival, it's moved to South Park. So let's start right there, Ian. The show starts off with like this film festival kind of, you know, you got uh, this like uh, Hollywood movie executive, right? And you've got like this, uh, his assistant, you know, basically his uh, yes woman or yes man, as you might consider. And sh- they're like kind of going over the different, uh, I guess, I guess this was technically uh, Robert Redford that they were making fun of. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I got that vibe too. I was, yeah. I was really feeling that. There's Robert Redford, and I think he's just like something like, "Why do we hold the sun? Fest- Why do we hold the film festival here, Phyllis? It's so painfully crowded because people from LA have to come to Queen Little Mountain." And that's when they decide that where they're at now is not a quaint little mountain town anymore. They've unfortunately turned it into like a mini Hollywood with traffic and different, you know, Hollywood style overpriced food and designers and shops. And, you know, the whole point of doing this film festival in a quiet little mountain town is to go to a quiet little mountain town. And that it's not a quiet little mountain town anymore. So they've decided they're going to take it somewhere else. And that's where it pans over to South Park, which obviously you're going like, oh, okay, let's see what happens. And then a guy just like walks nonchalantly up to the flagpole and just raises the flag that says first annual South Park Film Festival. And then within seconds, you just see like all these people (laughs) everywhere, everyone on the crowd on the streets. The guy who like raises the flag, he's like, whoa. (laughs) Now was, do you think the guy that raised the flag was like a native South Parkian, so to speak? Probably like he was probably like, Somebody who worked on city council or somebody who worked at the theater district or where they were holding the movie, you know, maybe the tele- the movie theater owner. We've never really met the movie theater owner. We only know that. Hey, you kids can't see us. We are moving. Yeah. <laughs> a ticket taker teenager. Ticket taker teenager. That's what we're calling it. You kids can't see this movie. It's rare R, but. Because it is depicting about the Jesus, the death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I'll let you see it. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of what makes you change your whole life, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Passion of the Jew. (laughs) Yeah, it's all sad. I was like, I just get together. I can't. <laughs> oh, this is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when we're not recording. We fuck up and we do different things. And sometimes I have, to, but I'll I'll leave that in because that ticket take your teenager is hilarious. Um, we'll, get, we'll get to the passion of the Jew in season seven, season eight. I think it's eight. That's the same season yeah. as the uh, the animated uh, ninjas. Ninjas. Uh, so we're in the classroom now and Mr. Garrison's like, I got some exciting news for you. Oh, why don't you tell them, Mr. Twig? And then Mr. Twig's like, that's right, Mr. Garrison. First annual South Park Field Festival begins today. And Wendy's like, cool. And they're all kind of going back and forth. But like, they're like, Stan's like, ooh, like, oh, or no, first Mr. Garrison says that these are going to be, you know, independent films because Kyle says, they're not going to show that stupid-ass Godzilla movie again, are they? They're not going to show that stupid-ass Godzilla movie again, are they? No, no, Kyle. These are independent films. Oh, like Independence Day? That sucked ass, too. Nah, dude. Independent films are those black-and-white hippie movies. They're always about gay cowboys eating pudding. 
No, they're not. Independent films are produced outside the Hollywood system. They're movies without all the glitz and glamour of Hollywood. <laughs> you show me one independent film that isn't about gay cowboys eating pudding. <laughs> now, this is, what, 21 years before Brokeback, right? Yes, not only was it that, but it was actually one year after she wrote the book. Jeez. That's hilarious. Right? So, like, one year after they wrote the book, you know, <laughs> South Park actually ended up taking a shot. And, like, from what I like research, it doesn't even look like they read the book or anything, anything about it. They were just saying that, in, like, if you look at – well, I mean, we can get into the, the production reception and all that. But realistically, like, Cartman was just telling the truth because apparently uh, they thought it was going toward more of the homosexual variety in independent films at that time. Um See? I will say, though, when I think they were kind of describing the movie, what was it? Uh, Stan said something like along the lines of, uh, oh, my Uncle Jimbo has a ton of those movies in his dresser drawer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the, 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 Mr. Garrison explains the movie. He's like, the first film showing is called uh, Witness to Denial. And it's a sexual exploration piece about two women in love. And that's when Stan's like, oh, my uncle, oh, my uncle Jim has a ton of those movies in the dresser. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I was like, yeah, no, that's a reference to the porn. Yeah. So that's basically how the episode kind of kicks off. You got a movie film festival coming to town. Everyone's excited, you know. So after that, uh, you know, that they're kind of they started, as we mentioned, now we've got a whole flock of migration. All these people, the Sundance film people, as they've relocated to South Park. Uh, have you ever been to the Sundance Film Festival or, you know, know anybody who submitted movies or do you have any background on what the Sundance Film Festival represents? Nope, nope, nope. And I meant to look it up before we started this episode, but I forgot. The closest thing I got to any type of like film thing was, um, what was that thing in the park in, back in Austin? Uh, shit. They had, back in Austin, downtown Austin, they had, um, like, movies in the park or something where they projected a movie like dazed and confused or something on a big old screen you'd have everybody come in get popcorn and shit and just kind of hang out so the sundance film festival formerly actually known as the utah u.s film festival uh, and then the u.s film and video yeah. festival this uh, is an annual film festival organized <laughs> by the sundance institute it takes place each year. I guess it still takes place. Yeah, same place. It takes place each year in Park City, Utah, Salt Lake City, and at the Sundance Resort and is the largest independent film festival in the United States. It includes competitive categories, including drama, dramatic films, uh, both feature length and short films in which awards are given, as well as out of competition categories for showcasing like new new films or news films, news items and stuff like that. Uh, it, it's actually in this last year was held from January 23rd to February 2nd. And many of those who attended this year fell ill and they actually dubbed it at the time, the Sundance plague, some requiring hospitalization while no tests were carried out. The symptoms closely matched those of the COVID-19, which was suspected to be the case. Several of those who fell ill intended to take an antibody test, which will indicate whether they had the COVID or not. Of course, a test is not available now um, until this month. I suppose something's supposed to come out, I think, right? But I'm not really following well, anymore, man. I've, I've turned off the news. I'm just, yeah, but I've, I've kind of turned off the news, you know what I mean, when it comes to all this COVID stuff. Like, I have to watch it at work because I get paid to do it. But other than that, like, I don't, 
I've no, it's not, it's not for just too much. It's all too much stuff. And that's why we're here guys to give you a little bit of light, a little bit of fun. So you've got the Sundance film festival now in this town, this small little mountain town, you know, and everybody sees different opportunities, you know, to capitalize, you know, chef initially, <laughs> this is great. So they're out in the town and chef's got like all these different names, for his uh, first initial business, which is uh, Fudgems. For <laughs> oh, Fudgems. Fudgems. Uh, have you ever started your own uh, side business, Scoop, where you're selling food on the side or anything? Side little road? Anything like that? Back in middle school. Really? Uh, what I would do is there was a... Oh, there was... Oh, still there? Yeah, still there. you're fine. Keep talking. Cool. There was a convenience store right next to the store, and I always had lunch money. And one day, one day I went into the convenience store and um, I bought a bunch of candy with my lunch money. And I was like, "Oh shit! I just spent all my lunch money. I need to make some lunch money back." And one one kid, I was sitting in class, and I had these pixie sticks next to me. And one kid was like, "Dude, I'll give you a dollar for five pixie sticks." And in this bag, I had you know. 30 or 35 pixie sticks and it was like it was like a big bag of pixie sticks i was like dude all right so i gave him five and then i thought about it so i started i i made little bunches of five and i wrapped them up and i made little bunches of five and i took um all the good candy you remember the crybabies uh pixie sticks uh like warheads the good stuff that you could kind of get away with eating at school right yeah you can hide them and shit dude i made so much money i think at the end of the week i ended up like with like two or three hundred dollars and my mom thought i was selling drugs dude it was awesome i told her i was like no i'm just selling candy (laughs) you're like i took your two dollar investment and i turned it into two three hundred dollars yeah it was amazing because then i ended up i was like yo because then I could just like keep a steady supply. And I just had, and it, it looked like I was selling drugs too, because I had a backpack full of candy and shit. It's like, yo, what you need? Ah, oh, you want six things of pixie six bit? I got you. That's uh, six they're thinking, they're thinking it's actual real drugs and shit. And you're like, nah, dog, it's sugar. <laughs> it's candy, bro. It's candy. Well, um, I want to say I did something similar. However, like I never looked at it like I was trying to make a lot of money off of it. I was just trying to s- self sustain. So what I did was as a kid, as my every morning, my dad would give me like two dollars for school for lunch. I'd go to Albertsons, I'd buy uh, day old donuts for two dollars, uh, and then I'd go back to school. I'd stand at the front of the school and I'd sell those donuts for fifty cents to a dollar. Nice. Then at the after that, after you get to class, now you've got like you know six seven dollars. Not only do I got lunch money, but I got hot Cheeto money. I got mm-hmm. you know chocolate milk or soda money or whatever the fuck I wanted at the convenience stores at the school. So I did that shit like every day, all through like sixth and seventh grade. Teachers would buy donuts from me too, so like it never got shut down because mm-hmm. I technically wasn't on school property. I stood in front of the school as like you'd walk up, <laughs> so like you'd have to walk past me and then they'd be like oh yeah sure why not i'll buy donut and they're only like one day old so it wasn't like they were bad yet you know what i mean right and just throw a little bit of heat like not like well standing outside does it for you right (laughs) just natural heat 
So anyway, uh, as we mentioned, the boys are now in the town. They're seeing all these people rushing by and whatnot. I guess I should probably mention this part, but uh, Cartman gets uh, sent to the principal's office for calling Stan Wendy. First day he calls her a bitch. It's great in this episode. He's like, shut up, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You say that again, you go to the principal's office, and he's sitting there, bitch, bitch, bitch. (laughs) Cartman, go there. I'm going. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I'll take the hit on that. So now we're in the town, and that's when uh, I think Cartman's like, dude, I can't believe I got sent to the principal's office because of your stupid girlfriend. (laughs) And Sam's like, that's not my girlfriend. So we're going to give you part one of What Did Kenny Say? That's where Kenny said uh, he actually calls Stan out on his bullshit. Yeah, that's because you vomit on her all the time. So Kenny... (laughs) <laughs> acknowledges it and that's when Kyle's like sick Kenny <laughs> and uh, so yeah he calls him out on his shit and that's what Kenny said we'll be back to part two of that in a moment um, now they're all talking about the movies and they come upon Chef and that's where Chef's like children this whole film festival is quite lucrative possibilities and uh, he's like I'm selling some cookies and uh, Chef says they're little cookies with fudge in the middle and I call them fudgems <laughs> And Cartman's like, I want a fat Jim. <laughs> and, of course uh, you fat ass. Right? And then the chef's like, I just, I can just see the commercial now. Wife got you down. Boss making you angry. Kids yelling at you. Well, well I, you. <laughs> I was like, that is actually really good. That is. That's actually, there's some real opportunity there. I would be surprised if someone tried it. Cool. And I've also got my double chocolate cookies. Fudge this. Oh, look, one of the natives is selling local foodwares. How quaint. This is why I come to these things, to get away from L.A. and become one with a more simple culture. Well, perhaps you'd like to try my low-calorie cookies. Go fudge yourself. Or my all-natural, I don't really give a flying fudge. Um, and then Kyle says, cool. And then the chef goes into all these different things. Also, I've got my double chocolate cookies. Fudge this. <laughs> <laughs> fudge this and fudge these LA people pop up and they're like, you know, uh, this is why I came to see the things from LA. People want you want more with simple culture. And Chef's like, well, perhaps you'd like to try my low-calorie cookies. Go fudge yourself. Or my all-natural, I don't really give a flying fudge. <laughs> I don't really give a flying fudge. <laughs> Gotta love Chef, man. Oh, man. So eventually they decide they're not gonna buy it. Uh, so all of a sudden, Winnie pops up and she's like, I got two tickets for the opening film festival. You wanna come? And he's like, sure. And then Cartman looks at Kyle and he goes, Show me the death of us, guy. Mac my wood. Show me the death of us. Show me the death of us, guy. Kyle's like, if she holds his hand, it'll be all over. And uh, then Chef goes into his, uh, his, his other one. This is great. Get him while they're at my all new cookies. I just went and fudged your mama. <laughs> I just went and fudged your mama. But Cartman's response is great as he says to Kyle. Jesus, he sure ran that one into the ground. (laughs) My all-new cookies. I just went and fudged your mama. Jesus, he sure ran that one into the ground. Skulled right there. That's amazing. Uh, So they're in the movie theater now with Stan and uh, Wendy. And Stan and Wendy are watching. And Stan's like, when are the previews going to start? And Wendy's like, "Uh, there are no previews. Stan's like, what? It's, like, it's an independent film. And then, like, the movie <laughs> star, and, like, here lies the goddess of truth, my body. 
when you make love to me, it's blah 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 or whatever she says. And then Stan's like, dude, I don't know what is, I don't know if I should be seeing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> and like he I think he throws up on two people, right? Yeah, and, right. And like yeah, he throws up on the first person, and the first person's like, hey. And then he throws up on the second person, the second again, the same guy. What is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but just some funny stuff there. So, now we pan over to the next scene where um, we go to Kyle's. And if you notice, yeah, we are kind of deviated away from our normal format, guys. There's a lot to cover in this episode. And it's a really mm-hmm. funny episode. So, uh, we want to give it a little bit more attention. So, Kyle is all, because he introduces Mr. Hanky now. He's in the bathroom. I can see clearly now the rain is good, right? And then mm-hmm. she's like, what are you doing? I'm making poopies, Ma. I'm making poopies. <laughs> So all of a sudden he's, he hears Mr. Hanky, but Mr. Hanky still doesn't pop out. And then they kind of cut back over. That's how you know Mr. Hanky's going to be in the episode. Then they go to the, like the news people or whatever. I'm live here in the South Park, Colorado, or citizens South Los Angeles are right, arriving in drones for the town's first annual film festival. And then uh, then I think the boys are watching some top so- celebrities or whatever. And then Kyle's like talking to the boys. He's like, hey, it was him, dude. I told you it was Mr. Hanky. And Kyle's like, wait, I thought Mr. Hanky only kind of creepy to him. And Kyle's like, well, I'm sure it was him. And then, then all of a sudden, it's like, look, everybody, it's somebody famous. And then it's just Fred Savage. He gets out of the car. <laughs> oh, it's just TV's Fred Savage. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully somebody famous will come again. And he's uh, just standing there. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up because. But I mean. It's Fred Savage. Bro. I know. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? What would you do if Let I sang out of tune? Lend me your ear, and I'll sing you a song. I will promise to not sing out of key. Okay, so me and my dad, we sit around and watch that show. It was a good show. Okay, all right. So you got, all right, you know what, fine. You know what? All right. No. Yeah. And you want to know some fun fact? Hmm. Do you know who Fred Savage's younger brother is? Tom Savage? Ben Savage. Do you know who Ben Savage is? Why does that sound so familiar? Because this boy meets world. This boy meets world. Oh, shit. And down the world that we call life. Because what we're doing, it's good to know that a friend will always stand by me. He's back on uh, Girl Meets World, but I think that show's over now. It got canceled. Yeah. But yes, uh, that's Ben Savage, the younger brother of Fred Savage. Isn't that interesting? That show is actually pretty good. My daughter loved it. Girl Boy Meets World? World? Girl Meets World. Oh, okay. I watched Boy Meets World, and then it was kind of it was kind of surreal to sit there and watch Girl Meets World. Was because now... Yeah. Can you Jesus not say Christ. that because of where you're at right now? No, Jesus Christ. She was so fucking fun. <laughs> it's like still, I mean... Um, her, what's the other one? Um, I don't know. What's the other, like the other female characters you're seeing from the show? From the Boy Meets World? Oh, did you know the redhead from the show Boy Meets World went into porn? Yeah. 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 I looked, I looked that yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, Sean. Ooh, Michael. Ooh, Fina. Fina! Fina! I think there actually is a podcast out there called uh, 
Bore Meets World or something like that. They follow my homie Meaty Group or something like that. I know that like they review Boy Meets World episodes, so go check that out if you're in a Boy Meets Dude, World. Okay, sorry guys, it's not part podcast. Uh, so. Kyle asked Dan, how was the movie last night, dude? Oh, dude, you don't even want to know. It had a bunch of gay cowboys eating pudding, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And Sans like, oh, dude, you don't even want to know. Kyle's like, it had a bunch of gay cowboys eating pudding, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and Dan's like, pretty much. And Cartman's all excited, like, yeah. yeah. Like, he fucking knew it. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn, hippies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, now we're into our next port, uh, next point in the episode for what did Kenny say? And this point here, Stan says, "Oh, the theater sucks, though. Uh, they need to get a bigger screen." Kyle says, "Well, maybe they should reject the movie on Cartman's ass." And then Cartman says, "Hey!" And then Stan says, "Yeah, but that'd be like IMAX." And then Cartman's, <laughs> like, Cartman's like, "Okay, that's enough for this week." And then that's what did Kenny say? He says. Carmen's ass is so fucking huge that they could probably show six stupid films on it and still have room. <laughs> okay, you guys, I'm going But he doesn't. <laughs> well, he's like, I'm going. Give me a minute. <laughs> I'm going. So then they kind of like showcase the villains again, Phyllis and Robert Redford. And, and she kind of asks him, you know, why do you want all these why do you want to turn all these small little towns into like LA? And he's like, because if we have to live in LA and if we can't live in a quiet, simple, peaceful mountain town, then nobody will. And then like, I like this part just as a, a guy who just went to school for production. This made me pop. I forgot about this. He goes, wait, 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 wait. Let's do that over again. Zoom in close up to my face this time. When I say that, you ready? Nobody will. <laughs> you have the capability. You should have zoomed into your face there. You dropped the ball. I did. I did. I closed that setting though. So. Anyway, so uh, that's all of a sudden we go back to the kids again. They're still downtown. Children, I want you to try my brand new confection Chef's Chocolate Salted Balls. <laughs> Carmen's like, yeah. He's like, and Stan's like, are they good? Try them. Stan's like, hey, dude, these are good. And Carmen's like, yeah, I love these Chocolate Salted Balls. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after that. After that, they actually do hear, uh, or at least Kyle hears uh, again. <laughs> Mr. Hanky. He says, I think we have to go. I think he's in some kind of trouble. And, and Sam's like, how do you tell if a piece of poo is in trouble, dude? And, uh, and Kyle's like, where does that go? To the sewer. They go to the sewer now. They're in the sewer. <laughs> well, before we, before we get to that, that's when we get the famous. Hey, every, hey everybody, have you seen my balls are big and salt and brown? If you ever need a quick pick me up, just stick my balls in your mouth. Suck on my chocolate salt and balls. balls. Put them in your mouth. Put them in your mouth and suck them, suck them, suck them. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so they're in the sewer now. Carmen's like, I mean, it's been like ass down here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, of course, it sounds like ass retard. It's the sewer. <laughs> all of a sudden they see mr garrison he shows up they're like oh mr garrison what are you doing here and he's like oh hello children i just as a you know hanging out <laughs> and he's garrison, in the sewer right yeah okay he's, he's in the sewer no, he's not in the sewer he's in the scuba gear 
So, like, that makes you think, what was Mr. Garrison doing there? Was he searching for Mr. Hat? Was he... Did he bury something? Because his next question was, boys, do you know how to fill out a police report? Uh, no? Good. See you in school. So, like, what was Mr. Garrison illegally doing in the sewers? Mm. Or was he trying to contaminate something within the city's sewage system itself? As we find out later, the sewers are fragile ecosystem, cow. So, like, who, what the fuck was Mr. Garrison doing? Did Mr. Garrison do something down there that set off the chain of events to kill Mr. Hanky? Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, I like the mysteries of South Park. This is funny. This is a good line, though. Uh, Cartman says, uh, this is ridiculous. What the hell are we, the Goonies? And Kyle's like, yeah, we're the Goonies, Cartman. Why don't you pretend like you're the fat kid? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Hanky shows up. He asks them all, like, stupid things. Have you brushed your teeth? Be nice to your friends? Wash them behind your ears? Cartman's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then they ask him if he's sick. He's like, yes, I am sick. And he's like, basically, he explains that the new tones and found the new t- folks in town eat nothing but couscous, tofu, and raw vegetables, and it's destroying my environment. Mr. Hanky's like, there's only one time a year I can come to the surface, and that's Christmas time. That's why I need you, the boys, to go for me. And they're like, oh, don't worry, Mr. Hanky, we'll go talk to them for you. Okay. Um, and then all of a sudden, like they're about, they're in a movie theater again. The host is like, so without further ado, we begin this amazing film. It's a work of blood, sweat, and tears. And then the boys charge in and they're like, wait a minute, you're destroying Mr. Hanky. Basically, they just relay all the same stuff Mr. Hanky relays to them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, wait, all of a sudden, like everybody in the theater goes quiet after, like Kyle says, he's my best friend. <laughs> and they're like, riveting, ladies and gentlemen. They're like, uh, that's a great story. It has everything. This could be the next it has everything. Free, this could be the, the next Free Willy. <laughs> How much do you want for it? And then, like everybody's still talking, does it have to be a talking piece of poo? It could be a crime-fighting rabbit or a lovable turtle. <laughs> How about this, a monkey? Right. This could be a great summer movie. Can we put a monkey in it? The Mister <laughs> Hanky story is a Harrison Ford available for the fall picks. Keanu Reeves, Matt Damon, and then Fred Savage says his own name. Fred Savage. <laughs> And then everybody laughs. Someone's like, I'd pay a million dollars for this. I'd pay two. And then somebody shows up and they basically go to Cartman and they're like, hey, I can tell that you're the smart guy. You're the real brains in the operation. You don't really need those guys, do you? And Cartman's like, yeah, screw those guys. I didn't like them. <laughs> so he leaves with them to go finance this Robert or this Tom Hanks monkey movie. Because later on when Cartman sees it, he's like, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks couldn't hack the way out of a paper bag. Yeah, man. It's crazy. I don't think he likes Tom Hanks. Are you a big Tom Hanks fan? Um, no. No. I'm with Cartman on this. Not the biggest. He he was pretty good and big. And then what does he have after that? Forrest Gump. Castaway. Jenna. Castaway. All right. Okay, I'll give him Castaway. Toy Story. (laughs) But that's not really it. Just a voice. But can't we say that Tim Allen made Toy Story? Oh, Buzz Lightyear the Rescue. Buzz, 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 Lightyear the Rescue. <laughs> buzz, 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 Buzz. 
<laughs> Anyways, yeah, I there's not a lot of big Tom Hanks movies that I like. In fact, I, like I'm not, I don't hate Family Guy, okay. But you know, it's interesting, Scoop. So that my there's a guy, uh, you know, there's a couple guys who have joined the Hacker Hameen Media Network. Uh, Ted the Man Beast uh, McNaylor and Chris Silvio. Both these guys I found out. I do a podcast with one of them. They're both South Park fans. Nice. Uh, we're going to have to have them on at one point in time. But Ted approached me about a brand new show that he's looking to put together, kind of like a debate style show where you just have people on to debate things. And he was like, Yeah, it'd be cool to have maybe someone on with you, man. Like maybe who's someone who says that Family Guy is better than South Park. And as soon as he said that, bro, it fucking triggered me. I went, No, fuck that. Okay. Family Guy <laughs> is not that. better than South Park. There's okay? no doubt about it. How is it even pot? Like, he what? Like, he's like, See, this is great. This is how he's like, This is what I want. I want the, the, the emotion. But there is what I was, what this is all leading up to now, this connects back to Tom Hanks. Is there is one of my favorite lines in, in Family Guy when <laughs> Peter's watching? He's like, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. Anything that guy says, anything that comes out of that guy's mouth is hilarious. And then it cuts over to him watching Philadelphia and Tom Hanks going, I have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> and then Peter just laughing. Anyway, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know. I meant to go on that big tangent there. But yeah, I get emotionally triggered when people try to tell me Family Guy's better than South Park. If you want to have an argument about any other show, I'm down to have that argument, but don't fucking tell me Family Guy. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Family Guy is not that funny. Anyway, so after the crowd is excited about this movie that he's made, you know, that Cartman only ended up making like $3 out the movie sales and stuff like that. He's like, <laughs> come on, baby. Thieves and everything. $3. That's more than most people make in your situation, huh? I promise. All right, exactly. So we'll get back to that, but Cartman does find a way how to... Uh, monetize this but there ends up being uh they've decided you know in the next phase of their takeover of the town that they're going to construct a hollywood planet they knock down the library (laughs) the the aides like can they do that the mayor's like they're hollywood they can do anything uh which which i think is kind of uh almost uh under uh, kind of a shot from south park matt stone and trey parker to hollywood itself that hollywood believes based upon their celebrity status and how celebrities are held in such high regard within the public sector that they can do whatever the hell they want and i think over time through litigation and even through the legal system it's been proven that a majority of people who have a good amount of money to hire the right people to sway the right individuals they can get away with a lot of things i mean agree or disagree i agree now, not I don't want to end up disappeared, but let's look at the facts. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, you think that you're watching different programs. There's only four different companies that own everything. Um, they're four of the richest, some of the richest. And if you look at it, Disney's been expanding. There's a lot of what they can control through media, through what we see on TV. Hollywood is just more than movies. And a lot of people think that that's all it is, is just celebrities and movies. No, it's way more than that. It became more than that. And I want to say near the end of the 80s, almost. It was kind of the start in the late 90s. And then you could kind of see it when they started wanting to get things from Sony and then Sony didn't want to give things up but then they ended up getting things from sony like marvel and all that shit 
Yeah, I would definitely agree. There is a lot of, I think what a lot of people don't understand, and I think it's, un, I, this is going to sound like a diatribe as I used a double entendre. It's understandable that you don't understand what's going on behind the scenes because unless you're actively looking you're watching videos researching or surrounding yourself with people who are doing that then you're just not your mind's not open to that you're doing your daily day life and your family your friends or whatever and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that either but what i am saying and i think what ian is definitely saying here is you need to be cognizant of what type of media you are ingesting because we have gotten to a point now that there seems to be, whether it's political, uh, medical, cultural, music, there's agendas, to be frank, right? And we're not going to pinpoint or call one person out, but there are a lot of very variables in the media or the, the content in which we consumed. So, I mean, if you think about the name itself, television, you're telling a vision, so the question the, what Ian's getting into is there are a lot of people who are controlling that vision and you're ingesting it. And whether it might not have a, an impact on you initially, subconsciously over time, it can create mental patterns and you might not look at certain things uh, – in a specific way, you might be blinded just based upon how content is delivered and how you know you're not maybe picking up on the nuances of the the subtext that's being said through the television show or the, how how the commercials what they're promoting to you. You know, you kind of just kind of become blind to that, and that's okay too. Like I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. There's a lot, of, but those those same people, what makes that wrong is those same people don't want to come back out and be like. Why would you question anything? <laughs> it's like, no, dude. Like, that's why I'm questioning everything. Look at the facts. Look at what they've been doing. It's There's a lot of agenda being pushed by the four to five major media companies. So um, Hollywood can't do wrong. That's what basically what Matt Stone and Trey Parker. And that even kind of goes back to this year, right, with the last – with season 23 and the whole band in China. <laughs> they kind of took a shot at Hollywood then for, like, talking about the fact that, you know, uh, Hollywood has gotten to a point now where they have to make movies that can sell in China. So they have to adhere to strict Chinese guidelines on um, censorship. You know yeah. what I mean? <clears throat> it's all so. just and all the sex scandals that get covered up. Corey, uh, Corey, what, what's his name? Somebody else is coming out. You know, fuck, fuck Corey Feldman, dude. Sorry, that guy's a poser. Like I'm just saying, like is, no, I dude. Just... It, no, like he went through this whole big deal of having to build up this movie because I'm gonna I'm in trouble for my life and blah 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 to and to not even reveal any new information. Like it's the same information he's already revealed. So like there was no new information. I'm not saying he wasn't raped or anything. I'm just saying he is using that now to keep his celebrity status because then recently he got to didn't he just do that Goonies reunion or whatever. Uh, it was like over the last week or two, they did like an online Goonie, Goonies reunion or something like that. So now he's back in the media again in a positive light. You get what I'm saying? Like he utilizes it. He utilizes his victimization to stay popular within the celebrity status rather than actually like fighting for the cause to try and stop it. That's Doesn't my make, problem. Yeah. That's my problem with him. So stupid. But I'm not saying there aren't viable people within the industry who have been put on a blacklist. For speaking out against it. Those people are people are people who have like given up their careers and livelihoods because what they saw was wrong. 
like what do you, what do you think about like the whole conspiracy surrounding Tom Hanks and like the whole child sex ring starting like he was getting accused of it or something and it was starting to come to light and now he might be dead and it's possibly his brother that's the new Tom Hanks like I don't it's stupid things like that's that little, you know that's a little too much for me that's a little too much a little too much that's a little too much <laughs> like I don't think that now if you want to tell me that Tom Hanks wasn't in Australia and then he was quarantined somewhere and they put and they covered it up. I could believe that from a PR standpoint. I, I don't put past that shit to let for the lie to the public and the media to save, to save face for your image. You know what I mean? So like, there's a lot of things that they're not telling us. And, and that's my point guys. If you're online, rather than being like, fuck you, you're crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. Just be like, okay, cool. Take the information, go research, research for yourself, make your own informed decision. But we don't need to be online bickering and putting other people for down just for spreading the information. People are like, you're, you're spreading misinformation. Am I? Or am I spreading uh, a point of the story of this person's side of the story? And now we all get to make a decision, have that conversation like we're having now. You get what I mean? Mm -hmm. So We forgot one other good Tom Hanks movie. What's that? Dragnet. Dan Aykroyd, Tom Hanks. Never seen that movie. It's actually kind of funny. It was it was pretty good. So I wasn't the biggest. I wasn't the biggest Dan Aykroyd fan. So because oh, yeah. Ghostbusters, love those guys. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Um, yeah, I'm not a big Ghostbusters Ravis. fan. I know that's blasphemy to say to some people, but I'm just yeah, not that's... a. Big, I'm just not a big Ghostbusters fan. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I like the song when it's something strange. Who you gonna call? Like it's catchy for sure. Uh anyway, so what's going on? Uh, so basically Kyle goes back down to the sewer, back to South Park. <laughs> After getting shunned by the media, people are wanting to turn his movie. He goes back down to the sewers, and he's talking to Mr. Hanky, and he explains to them that he tried to talk to him, but they said no. And Kyle finally event, uh, eventually convinces him, no, we're going up to the fucking surface. <laughs> we're going to tell these people. And meanwhile, Stan is going to another movie uh, to see the Tom Hanks in the Mr. and Mr. and uh, me and Mr. Hanky movie. Uh, and Tom Hanks like, Mr. Hanky, I can't go on anymore. I've lost the fight. And the most like, fight. No, I'm not leaving without you. We started this together. We're going to finish it together. And then Tom Hanks says, I always thought death was something glorious, but now I know that it's not. And then the, and that's when the director tells the car, Carmen, it's going over really well. People are going to be knocking on my door down to get you. Who the hell cares Tom Hanks in this? Tom Hanks can act his way out of a nutsack. And that's when Tom Hanks says, I'll always love you, Mr. Hanky and Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> Now, on the outside here, this is how we get Kenny's death. So as the people are exiting the theaters, they rush out and crush him. And then this guy reaches over and he goes, oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. I found a penny. And then the other guy goes, you bastard. <laughs> you bastard. Like, why would you call your friend a bastard for finding a penny? Right, you, know? you penny. What? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, so uh, – they try the first like the, now everyone's trying to get the film people to leave. So the mayor is like, "Hey, Mister Film People, like my town, my people, in my town are a little upset. I don't think we realize what an impact the festival would have on our town." 
Um, so we, we were wondering if you could actually call the whole thing off. And Robert Redford's like, we have contacts. If you try to pull it out now, we'll sue your little town for every little penny you got. But thanks so much for all your hard work. <laughs> Bunch of dicks. And then Stan and Kyle show up and they're like, um, they're laughing at Cartman because Cartman only got $3. Two million dollars minus your agent's fee, minus your lawyer's fee, minus my fee, and the publicity and taxes taken out. You get three dollars. That's more than most people in position make. Trust me. Serves you right, Cartman, for being a sellout. And then Cartman say, "I'm not sellout." Wait, what's he saying? Shut up. Anybody who makes money in Hollywood is shut out. All right. I guess you work in the entertainment business and you make money, you're a sellout. Well, I'll tell you what, Scoop. I want to be a sellout, don't you? Yes. So that's, 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 that's right. Start up, sell out, cash in, bro. Anyway, so uh, then all of a sudden Kyle tries to convince the people, but Mr. Hankey's guy gone into like a kind of like a coma. He's like, he's like dead, if you will. He's like lying. He's like laying there all great because Robert Redford's like, I think it will change the way you feel about your impact here. What's this? I want you guys to all meet my friend. That's great, kid. A dried-out lump of shit. Very compelling. Okay, folks, let's move. We gotta have that sign done in time for the opening tonight. That's great, kid. A dried-out lump of shit. Very compelling. Okay, folks, let's move. We've gotta have that sign down in time for the opening night. And then uh, Kyle's like, you can't die, Mr. Hickey. And Mr. Hickey's like, God, before I go, before I go, there's something I have to tell you. <laughs> before I go, there's something I must tell you. Like it goes into the Mr. Hanky song with flashbacks, but it does it like a really somber song. Mr. Hanky, the Christmas. He loved me. I loved Therefore, vicariously, he loved you. Even if you were a poo, not a poo or Jew. Anyway. Um, and then all of a sudden it was weird. Hazmat people showed up and they were just like, I'm sorry, son. Let's get him to the ICU. Like the people of South Park, I guess at this point have accepted Mr. Hankey, but it, it's just weird that like a guy in a hazmat suit showed up to take Mr. Hankey to the hospital. I didn't expect right. that. That was a little out of place, it felt. It was out of place. I didn't really like it, to be honest. I didn't think that the hazmat suit really, like if they would have like an ambulance team show up, yeah, that would have been funny. Like with masks and shit or something. 
And then we could be like, oh, hey, look, look what we would have to do today. Like, I don't know. But the hazmat suit. <sighs> yeah, it was a little weird. So all of a sudden, Kyle's crying. Stan's like, are you going to be okay, dude? I'm here for you. And then Wendy shows up. Hi, Stan. Want to go see another movie? Okay. <laughs> he just bounces. <laughs> just leaves him in the dust. Like, bye, dude. Dick. Uh, so then they're at the movie theater. <laughs> the cowboy's like, say, Tom, do you have any pudding left? No. Oh. And Tom's like, I ate all mine. I'm silly. And the cowboy's like, well, then what ne- What do we do now? And then uh, the cowboy's like, well, why don't we just explore our sexuality? And Tom's like, oh, good idea. Let's. <laughs> cowboy's like, having I, sex. I, should, I shouldn't be seeing this, dude. He throws up again and all that stuff. Anyway, so now we go back to the hospital. <laughs> and Kyle's like, I'll never forget you. You were my best friend after Stan. The chef's like, come on, Kyle. It's time to go. Kyle's like, Chef, does he go to does Pooh go to heaven? <laughs> Chef's like, well, uh, gotta hope not. And then <laughs> Kyle starts weeping. I mean, sure it does. And Chef's like, here, I'll give him one of my salty balls to take him with him to Pooh Heaven. And then he gives him the salty balls, and who would just think of it? Shit is revived by more. Shit is revived by food because shit is made out of food. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up. Like, it's pretty hilarious how. Chocolate, save the chocolate poo. Right. So, howdy ho, he's back. He's back because that was delicious. And then chef's like, my chocolate salty balls must have have rejuvenated. And Kyle's like, you got the best balls in the whole world. (laughs) And then chef looks right at the camera and goes, you're damn right. You're damn right. (laughs) You're damn right. Now we go back over to Cartman. He's now selling Mr. Angie and me t-shirts. Get them while they last, folks. Only $14.99. <laughs> Some woman's like, I'll take two. Oh, I'd like to pay for one. And Cartman's like, send t-shirts, kick it. Uh, and then, like, they're about to go to the grand opening now as we get toward the conclusion here of the episode. They go to the grand opening of the Hollywood planet of South Park. Robert Redford's like, we're going to be back after the year, after the year after the next, and the year after the next, and so on, and so forth. And now, release the curtain. I give you Hollywood. South Park, and then everyone's like, "Wait, what?" And uh, did you hear that? That just me. Did you hear that crash here? Maybe it was somebody throwing something. I don't know. Sorry, guys. It's like I give you Hollywood in South Park, and Kyle's like, "I brought him here. I brought him to show you." Robert Ripper's like, "Oh god, not not this again." (laughs) This time he actually pops up. And then everyone just kind of goes back to the storyline. And then Mr. Hank is like, howdy ho, folks. I'm afraid my buddy Kyle was right. There's not enough room in South Park to accommodate a festival. And then, like, there's some guy, uh, Mr. Pooh, if you wouldn't mind, we can't hear our chairman. If you could just turn yourself down. You're at about seven right now. You need you about a three. About three. Yeah. Kind of Mr. Garrett or Mr. Mackey-esque. A little bit. Right. So then Mr. Hankey goes into his whole spiel about them being a little town. They're simply, you know, aren't uh, big enough for films. And then he kind of goes into a whole thing about how a good film festival should be something where we all say, God, let's forget about the lawyers and the managers and the studios and celebrities. And let's forget all these things for just a while and just watch some new art. And then Robert Redford's like, I have had enough of you. And he picks up Mr. Hankey and he throws him up against the wall, killing Mr. Hankey. Yep. Poor this, Mr. Hanky. But this time they know the fix because Joe's like, well, it worked once before, and he dropped like five chocolate salty balls into him. Mr. Hanky's like, 
goddamn chef, your big chocolate balls are just a trick. So then all of a sudden, uh, it turns into a Fantasia ripoff here with Mr. Hanky parodying uh, Mickey Mouse as Fantasia. And but in this time, instead of all the water and the flood, it's shit. As he hops up to the Hollywood planet on top of the globe. He's fully dressed as the sorcerer's apprentice. He starts to do his magic, waving his hands as clouds gather, and Pooh jumps out of the sewers and goes throughout the town. Carmen's like, Whoa. and then you know, like the agent, like, oh my god! Everyone's screaming, they're all running away. And like you see Robert Redford and them trying to get in the car and turn the keys on, but then the poop envelops them. <laughs> as poop covers them in the car. And then like, everyone's like, let's get out of here. And then, like, as the sequence ends, and you know, Mr. Hanky's like, "Gosh, I didn't know my own strength." And then goes, <laughs> "He takes off his cap and everything." Uh, Kyle's like, "You did it, Mr. Hanky. You got rid of all the film people." Everyone's like, "Hooray!" <laughs> the mayor's like, "Oh, yay! Now we all now we have a town covered in shit. This is much better." <laughs> uh, and then Wendy pops by, and she's like, "I'm sorry, I dragged you to all those independent films." And Stan's like, "Oh, that's okay, Wendy. I forgive you." And Wendy's like, "Sometimes I forget that even though a few independent films are great, most of them suck ass." And uh, Cartman's like, "Yes, and I've learned something too. Being a sellout is sweet because you make a lot of money, and when you have money, you don't have to hang out with any poor ass losers like you guys. Screw you guys. I'm going home." Yeah, and I learned something too. Being a sellout is sweet. Because you make a lot of money. And when you have a lot of money, you don't have to hang out with poor-ass losers like you guys. Screw you guys. I'm and that's the end of the episode. Which, there's a couple things here we, we, we're going to dissect here. Because I know uh, <laughs> Scoop doesn't like something there. He's That's one of his biggest dislikes. Now, I didn't put my likes and dislikes. I didn't have time to put that or I forgot to put that here. But I'm glad you did because some of them are the same. But let's talk about some of the underlying tones first. Cartman refers to independent films as being about gay cowboys eating pudding. Now, this episode aired seven years after the independent film. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it aired seven years before the independent film Broke Back Mountain. Wow, wow, wow. Two men. One is that the actual song? <laughs> Broke back mountain. <laughs> well, like it's it's how I used to make fun of it when it came out. Cause like the the background music would be like da 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 like all ambiance and shit. Like talk about the seriousness of two dudes about to have sex on a mountain. So like Jeez. then I would then I would parody it and kind of make fun of two men. One tent, one mountain, broke back mountain. Um, but yes, if anything, go watch that movie because you get to see Anne Hathaway with her top off. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so but basically, they go on to say this was you know this was released uh, seven years before the movie, but one year after the publication. Of the short story of the same name by Annie Pruix or whatever in 1997. Now, in her interview with the Associated Press in October of 2005, series co-creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone responded to a question about the prophetic statement by Cartman, quipped, if there's pudding in there, we're going to sue. And Stone claimed, no, we're not prophets, but Cartman is. We went to his Sundance film a lot in the mid to late 90s, and you could just tell it was going towards gay cowboys. 
<laughs> we are not prophets, but Cartman is. That is that is pretty fantastic. Right. That's pretty great. Uh, the other thing here, there's some underlying toys, of course, a uh, selling out, which we kind of talked about. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, it depends on how. You, there's a couple. I think there's a couple different ways of selling out. I think to me, selling out is when you like take your idea that maybe you've grown or that's initially yours, and you've let it be pillaged and raped and sold to the highest bidder, so ultimately you can make money, right? Mm-hmm. So like you you let them pillage your idea, and it, it's not even what it was anymore. That's to me is selling out. Um, Same. Same. But it's not to me. It's not selling out. Like if you create good art, a good movie, a good music, and a lot of people buy it and enjoy it, that's that's not selling out to me. That's just you know, business. That's being successful, being business, right? You're supplying something that the 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 customer and the base, the population wanted and they enjoyed. So that's that to me is a little bit different. Um, we talked about, of course, this a little bit. The movie industry can do whatever they want. We don't need to go back down that little conspiracy diatribe we went through earlier. But you know, the movie industry has a, a very big a uh, stranglehold on uh, pop culture and social culture itself. Um, and because of that, they are given a lot more leniency, not within, just within the public sector, but also the private and the legal sector. So do your research there if you'd like more information on that. And the last thing is the effects of overpopulation on a small infrastructure, which I think is an interesting topic because I'm I'm not sure if you've lived in a small town before I have. And I've also seen what happens when like a lot of people – you know, whether it be during the summer, you know, during the tourism and whatnot, coming into these small towns and how that affects the population itself. Um, or if you just look at countries like India, where you've got a, a lot of people living in infrastructure that's not created for it. Or here's another example. Sometimes have you ever have you ever uh, driven down a uh, ever been on a back road yeah. nowadays and you're driving down and it's just road back and forth? Where it was initially set up for farmers, but right. now there's thousands of people living in that area, so you have too much congested traffic on that. Kind of like that, you know what I mean? Where the infrastructure is set up for a smaller amount of population, but over time people have come in, but they haven't expanded. And that's kind of what the effects of what Mr. Hankey was trying to say here, that on the ecosystem itself, that by having you know 10 to 15 times more people of what the sewage system and and everything is set up for and what they've allotted for water distribution dams food it overall will hurt the system itself so right and everybody was eating all that bullshit no fiber in their diet (laughs) diet. that's and that was another key too that's actually a big key if you want to if you want to go down the opposite effect here uh to everybody was trying to be more healthy and that was essentially killing mr hanky And uh, you can't kill off Mr. Hankey. You can only kick him out of town, which we'll talk about uh, a long time from now. I was on Ambien. <laughs> I was on Ambien. Yeah, I, I was chicken balls. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I have a cold. Um, so that was some of the underlying tones. Here's some of the top moments we liked. Uh, of course, Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls. That's definitely something. That song is a cult classic. Uh, the Fudgem stuff. Mm-hmm. I just went uh, I, we let you also put here Mr. Hanky being powered by Chef's Balls. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was pretty funny. That was pretty like the first time he comes back, and then the second time he gives him like five, and all of a sudden he's Mr. Wizard. Right, Mr. Wizard Hanky. You're a wizard, Hanky. And then mm-hmm. the last thing here was uh now we just have a town covered in shit. 
Um, so yeah, that, I mean, that, I agree. That was that was definitely some of the highlights of this episode. Uh, top dislike. We'll start with your one, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. What what you put here? The Mickey Mouse Disney thing. I hated that mis- uh, movie. I dislike Mickey Mouse. God damn it! That's right. I'm not afraid to say, it. fuck Mickey Mouse. God damn it. Fuck that fucking movie too. Fantasia. Shit was stupid. God damn it. Um You know Fantasia is like a cult classic of a Disney. Movie. Yeah, I know. I know. It's not a very popular opinion. And probably why like you, Why don't you like Mickey Mouse? Um just I don't know. I think Disney itself is really fucking creepy. There's a lot of creepy aspects to Disney and some of the things that they produced over the years and still kind of produce. And like, I don't know. I don't think it's healthy for children to be that involved with Disney Junior and all that stuff. Like, I don't know, man. There's an episode, an old school episode, like the the most popular thing about Mickey, the old school episode of him humping cheese, putting holes in it. Being racist and all that shit, and then like, well, I mean, that was the early '40s and '50s for sure, when the country itself and the cultural times were a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's good, and I'm not condoning it, but I mean, I think if you look over the course of everything, then we we got to stop with everything. We got to stop eating cereals. We got to stop eating foods, meats, dairy, because <laughs> if you look back through the history of any of those ad campaigns from these long companies that have been around for decades upon decades, there were a lot of horrible racial stereotypes. Right. But I don't disagree. I am not the biggest Disney fan, to be quite honest. Oh, I'm right there with you. Not saying there isn't some Disney movies that come out. That I, I tend to think a lot more with Pixar, Pixar stuff I've really liked um, because that's not technically Disney making the movie. You know what I mean? Well, it is now. But for a period of time, if you go back and look at the old, you know, the first couple Toy Story movies, that was Pixar and Disney distributed. So, they, you know what I mean? They paid Pixar to make these movies. Now Disney owns Pixar, so it's technically made by them now. Uh, But I do like a lot of the Pixar movies. I feel like when they do that, I think that they kind of at least um, has a way of uh, hitting both audiences of both children and adults just based on the content. Um, But I don't really like the cartoony shit. Uh, I wasn't really big into Disney kids, Disney clubhouse kids whatever bullshit when i was a kid i was a nickelodeon kid i didn't like disney fuck disney oh, yeah nickelodeon, nickelodeon bitch nickelodeon cartoon network oh dude we, that's another thing i like about disney too is like back in the day before toon disney hit the airwaves and before nick toon nick disney just didn't have a lot of cartoons nope like, they had a lot of like live action movies. shows yeah movies or live action shows but like if you wanted the only time you ever really got Disney was one Saturday morning. That's the only yeah. time you ever really got one Saturday morning for the kids. One Saturday morning. That was it. So you got like Saturday morning Disney cartoons that would start off at five o'clock in the morning from five to seven. They'd show you old school stuff. Then from like seven to 12, they'd show you all the Disney cartoons and that'd be it. And you go back to live action shit. So I, I was just like, why do I want to watch this shit? I want to watch cartoons. Holy shit! Did you freeze again? No, I was thinking. Oh, fuck, um, I was. Like, I was remembering uh, that song just like first. triggered that instant nostalgia. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
was like, damn, we're going back to that Saturday morning, just running down the stairs, 4.45 in the morning, like, oh, the cartoon's about to start. Gotta get my big-ass bowl of cereal. Now, for those watching on the video, you'll probably notice some different cuts here and be like, what the hell? We've had some tech issues. Sorry, um, it's my shitty internet. No, it's not your fault. It's just internet. Um, we've had some tech issues. So I thought Ian was frozen there. I was like, oh, motherfucker, again? The fifth time? Um, but if you're listening to the audio, you probably won't even notice the cuts because I'm pretty good at that. Uh, anyway, um, that so yes, you don't. We don't like Disney. We don't. We're not big Disney <laughs> fans, except for those Saturday morning cartoons. That was really about it. But Nickelodeon had the cartoons. You know what I mean? They had all mm-hmm. the bangers. And then Cartoon Network, cartoon, cartoon, Fridays, cartoon, cartoon, Fridays, cartoon, cartoon. Ah, I miss Cartoon Network, man. Cow still- chicken, tsunami, dude. Oh man, tsunami. Once I hit middle school, and then tsunami came out. I think it was in like high school. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah, that's when Tsunami was huge, was when Dragon Ball Z was still at Aaron, you know, all of the Frieza saga. Dude, that was well, you, what the best. What the best was is you could come home after school, you could flip on the WB, and you could get Pokemon, and then you could get Animaniacs, and then you'd flip over Tsunami, and you'd get Dragon Ball Z and, like, Cowboy Gundam Wing Zero. Gundam Wing Zero, right, exactly. <laughs> Bleach. Yeah. I fucking love Tsunami. Now they only do it on Saturday nights, like in the middle of the night. That's still a thing, dude. That's dope. Yeah, Cartoon Network still does Saturday night, late night tsunami stuff. They still do anime and all that stuff. Sweet. And check that out if you ever want some. And it's the, vo- the same voice guy and everything. So, like, it, it'll trigger some nostalgia. Oh. Um, so that, that was your first thing you'd like. Top second thing you disliked was the hazmat suit guy, which we both uh-huh. kind of are. It's kind of stupid. Yeah, it was random, out of place, didn't have, like, eh, you know, but it's like, it's classic Train Parker right there. It's just like, you know, they're going to throw that in your face pretty much almost every episode. Oh, uh, I didn't like the fact that the mayor and the town was just a pushover to the Hollywood people. I get that was kind of the context of the story, yeah. but I just didn't like it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty stupid, too. Yeah, I can see yeah. I agree there. So that's our top liked and disliked. Ian, as we mm. wrap up. This episode does this make Skeeves top twenty? Not top twenty. Okay, does it make Skeeves top fifty? Let's keep going up. Oh, does it make Skeeves top one hundred? Top one hundred. Okay, it makes my top fifty. It makes my top fifty because. Of a lot of things in this episode that I love, like the ch- Chef Chocolate Salty Balls. I sing that song oh. all the fucking time in my head. Hey, everybody, oh. have you seen my balls? Sometimes when I'm taking a shit, I sing that song. <laughs> balls are big and round and brown. Put your balls in your mouth. Um, uh, so there's a lot of the gay cowboy pudding stuff The with the internet. Um, so that, that always pops me. Uh, Mr. Hanky and me, the crit, the movie with Fred Savage stuff. I love it. Yeah. So it's top 50 for sure. Nice. Okay. I like it. I like that. On my top 50. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it now for another edition of Shake Man. Right here, uh, presented by HackerHami.podbean.com, RatSaladReview.com, and of course by uh, us, South Park. 
uh, fans, Suck My Ball. You can find us on iTunes, Apple, Spotify, Google. We're on YouTube. If you'd like to see the video version and join us in the future. Also, if you'd like to send us any of your feedback via email or Twitter, if you'd like to discuss our next upcoming episode we're going to be reviewing, it's going to be Chicken Pox. Um, which is season two, episode 10. The boys' mothers face force their children to hang out with Kenny so they can get the chicken bites in the ghetto, in the ghetto. Uh, so we'll get to see that episode uh, next. And we'll talk about that episode uh, next week right here on uh, Suck My Balls. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter and on Instagram at Matthew underscore Shaver. You can check out my other two shows that I host. Um, that is the Impact Attack with Ben Hameen and Jonathan Jansen and the Light the Fuse podcast with Ben Hameen and Chris Silvio. I also edit the New Force Order podcast, which is a Star Wars podcast, a weekly podcast for the fans by the fans where they don't get start where they don't get over on Star Wars. Star they get Star Wars over. So check out that podcast. And uh that's gonna do it for me. Ian, anything else, buddy? Shit man bad. Shit. Man. <laughs> En jungerred ved juletid Ching chang ching lutilai Omkring ham dannet sneen hvid Ching chang ching lutilai Han stred sig frem i regn og blæst med et der sejnede hans hest Ching chang lu, ching chang lu, ching chang ching lutilai Jomfru sad i høje tårn Ching chang ching lutilaj Og ventede ham samt til forn Ching chang ching lutilaj Men natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til solopgang Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lutilaj David Morgen Røde Ching chang ching De fandt den stakkels junker død Ching chang ching Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ching chang lu Ching chang lu Ching chang ching Der var jo noget ved og noget Ching chang ching lutilaj For da han tøde blev han våd Ching chang ching lutilaj Men sådan kan vi altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lutilaj Ching chang ching lutilaj Hun kastede sig fra ned Ching chang ching lutilaj Nu deler de en lille sky Som regner over land og by Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lutilaj Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from Like Rat Sound Review where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album versus album, 
the King Diamond Podcast with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Ex-Stradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like podcast and the Laughcast. So check out RatSaddleReview.com or search Review on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. 